Hey, welcome to the Transforming Life Church podcast. We hope this encourages you and inspires you in your journey with Christ. So sit back, relax, and check out this week's message. Welcome. So glad you guys are here today and uh, excited for what God is doing here. Thankful for His presence. You guys enjoy His presence this morning? Come on, there's nothing like worshiping the Lord. So good. But hey, um, we're starting a new series uh, today, and it's called Heart uh, for the House. H- how many of you like more? Like, we like more stuff, right? Anybody? Don't be shy now. Don't get all quiet. Like, we, like, we like more stuff. Yeah, yeah. More, more is good. Um, man, I love it. If you go to your favorite fast food restaurant, whatever, maybe it's Wendy's, I don't know, uh, whatever, and, and in your fries, you get a chicken nugget. Right, that, that's awesome, right? Like, who doesn't love that extra? You weren't expecting that. It was just an extra chicken nugget. It, or maybe it's at the bottom of the bag. Or, or, or depending on where you go, maybe you get an onion ring mixed in with your fries. Come on, that's a good day, man. Uh, that's awesome. That's more. It's more than what you expected that you were going to get. It's, it's an amazing feeling. Um, how many like BOGO? Right? Ladies, I know you like BOGO. Come on. You can testify. That's all right. Hey, man, I love Publix. Um, I will shop BOGO, and that's it. Um, if it's not on BOGO, then it's not for me. I'll go through the cereal aisle, whatever cereal is BOGO. I'm getting it, right? Uh, chips, you know, they, they don't have, I don't think they have a whole lot of healthy stuff on BOGO. You can get some salad, the pre-made salad bags, you can get some of those BOGO. Uh, sometimes. But I love BOGO because you get more for your money, right? I love BOGO. More, more it is amazing. Have anybody ever been in a drive-thru and, uh, and you get to the window and the lady's like, hey, um, here's your food, here's your meal, um, it's, it's been taken care of, right? Somebody in, in front of you, pay, anybody ever have that happen before? I'm still waiting um, for my blessing, but yeah, yeah, it's an amazing thing, right? It's awesome, it's like, hey, that's, that's amazing. Um, I posted on uh, our Facebook page, our church Facebook page, if you're not following our church face, Facebook page, we have two, uh, we've got one that has a white logo on that, and that's just for community, that's where you can post like prayer requests or, 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 or get updates on, on different things going on. It's a place where you can interact, and it's just a great a great uh, place. And then there's one with a black logo, and that's our like page. That's kind of more of our, our business page. That's our live stream is on that page. And you know, Speaking of live stream, hey, if you're watching today, thanks for watching. Maybe you're watching live right now or maybe later on. Uh, thanks for watching. We hope you enjoy. We hope you have a life-changing experience right there uh, watching from your screen. And, uh, and so we're just so excited if you're tuning in on Facebook. But, uh, but check out those pages. That helps you kind of be plugged in and what's going on. But I posted a video on our community page, um, and it was this guy. He was just going around, and he was paying for people's groceries. Groceries can be expensive. Like, if you have a big family, that can, that can add up. You better be shopping bogos if you got a big family, right? And, uh, and so he was just going. He would get, he would sneak in. He had a thing with the, with the I believe it was Kroger's uh, grocery store. And so obviously not around here, but, um, but he, he, would, he had to deal with the, the store, and he, would, he had to deal with one particular cashier, and he would just kind of sneak in randomly behind someone, and, and they would get ready to pay, and he would just drop it down and be, hey, God is good. And he would just walk away, and they're, they're just baffled. It baffles people. Generosity baffles people because the world doesn't understand it because the world is all about ourselves, right? And so they don't understand generosity. They don't get it. So when it happens, it blows their minds. There is power in generosity. And it feels awesome to be on the one side of generosity. It feels awesome when we get more, right? 
Or someone may bless us, or, 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 or we're on that side of gen- It feels amazing. It's great because you weren't expecting it. Uh, God tends to do that when you're not expecting it, and God meets a need just out of nowhere. It's, it's a great feeling. But what would it feel like if we were on the other side of generosity, the ones that were the givers of the generosity? feels great to get. Man, it feels amazing if you're the one on the other side giving. So over the next couple weeks, I want to help you understand the blessings of generosity. Not just so that you can be blessed, because we, we twist blessed and what that means. Because we oftentimes equate blessed with stuff that we get or have or money that we have. And I believe God can bless you with that and will bless you with that. But there's so much more uh, blessing in what that means. So I want to help you understand that over the next couple weeks as we talk through this series called Heart for the House. Generosity, generosity will help us reach more people. If we will learn to be generous, again, I told you, it shocks the world when it happens. So if we will learn to be more generous and, and, and get this culture of generosity in us, it will shock the world. It will show Jesus through you with your time, with your, your talents, your, your money, with all those things. Um, God will show up in your life and in other people's life. It's a powerful thing. And we as the church, we should lead the way with irrational generosity. Irrational doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to the world on paper. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Uh, you know, many people, like, you probably have family. They don't understand why you tithe. They, that doesn't make sense to them. They don't get that concept. They don't understand. And, and, and we've even had family members, like, like irritated with us. Like, you know, why, why are you giving so much? I'm like, because that's what we're supposed to do. That's what God wants. We're, we're going to honor God with our lives and our finances. So we do that. But we should let, lead the way with irrational generosity because, one, we serve a loving and giving generous God. Come on, somebody. He is amazing. He is generous. He, and it's his nature. It's his essence to give. He is a giving, loving, generous God. He is the giver of life. Every good and perfect gift comes from him. Jesus sacrificially gave his life for us, paid a price for us. Come on, aren't you thankful that we serve a giving and loving and generous God? Anybody thankful for that today? Come on. It's an amazing thing. We serve an amazing God. So because God is so good, because he's so loving, because he's so generous, guess what? We should be too. We should be too. Most people think they're generous, right? They think they're generous because they give. Well, here's the deal. Giving and being generous are actually two different things. They're, they're, they're different. Follow me. With um, if, if you're giving your tithes, you're, that's not generosity. That's obedience. Okay? So, so, so that's, that's different. When, when we talk about being generous, it's above and beyond the tithe. Okay? So, so those are two different things. Most Americans, uh, they don't feel like they're rich. They actually are. Uh, there, there's a lot of us in the room. We have a house for our car. It's called a garage, right? Yeah. yeah there's some people don't have a house for themselves, you know. And some of us have a house for, for our car. Come on, we, we, we are blessed. We are rich. Most Americans think that they are generous, but they're really not. You look at the statistics, the average American gives 2.8%. Those that are making 100000 to 200000 a year only give 2.6%. So we might think we're generous and, and, and things like that, but, but really as, as a whole, as, as America, we're not really that generous. We're not really that giving. And here's, here's a thought to that and a reason why that is because there's a scarcity mindset. Scarcity mindset, it's, it's a cycle. Scarcity is, is a cycle. Let me help you understand that. So, so for us as Christians, God gives. We, we believe God supplies 
um, all uh, of what we need, all of our riches according, or all of what we need according to his riches and glory, right? Um, so, so God supplies. And, and we have, especially in culture, and it, it gets into the church, let's be honest, we have this consumer mindset. To where, oh, hey, God has blessed me, I've got it, so hey, let's, let's spend, right? So we become consumers and we, we spend that. Now, if you don't have a budget, um, then this is going to really throw things out of whack. If you're not used to budgeting or have not budgeted, this is going to throw things out of whack because God's going to supply, but there's no, there's no standard as to where your money is going or coming or you, it's just, it's all uh, out of whack. So, so then you become a consumer and then you end up lacking, right? Because the budget is busted because uh, impulse buying or credit card and usage and, and, and all these things. Black Friday is coming up, right? And the holiday, Christmas is, is right around the corner. And, and it might be easy to do that. But without a budget, um, this is going to mess. So, so, so God supplies, we end up consuming. Then we lack because we're not budgeting or, or because we're just, you know, things are out of order. And, and then what happens? We fear. Then we fear because it's like, okay, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen next. I got bills that got to be paid. I'm not really sure what's going on. Um, or, or then God calls you to give and you say, listen, I don't really feel like I can give. And what we're doing when we do that is we're walking in fear, not walking in obedience to God. Does that make sense? And it becomes this scarcity cycle to where we think, oh, man, I just, I just don't have enough. I just, I just don't have enough. But what it is is you know, we're not doing it right. We're not prioritizing the right thing. We're not budgeting or, or, or maybe just uh, things. Uh, maybe there needs to be a shift in the way that you spend uh, your money and how you manage that. feels like you can't seem to get ahead. You feel like you're always struggling. You wish you could give more. Right. And this is a scarcity cycle, a scarcity mindset. Now, if you're in the room and you're cringing because we're talking about generosity, and we're talking about giving, and we're talking about money, and, and you feel a little uneasy, or, or maybe you're clenching your wallet or your purse a little tight, um, chances are maybe God wants to do something in your life today and speak uh, to you and shift your mindset uh, this morning. Here's the thing. We think we don't have enough, or what we do, we think, hey, listen, I, I don't feel like I can let go of this because I think I'm going to need it at some point. So again, that's, that's walking in fear. Fear of the unknown. Hey, I may have a flat tire. It happens sometimes, right? Um, I, I've got my mom. She's not in the room, so I can say this. Uh, I love her. Uh, but she, she always gets a nail in her tire. Like all, I don't know what's going on at her job place and her parking lot. She always seems to get a nail in her tire. It happens sometimes, right? Uh, you might get that, that unexpected flat tire. Car breaks down, right? Kids get sick. Come on, somebody, you know? Um, and so we think, well, you know, if, if, I don't, if I don't give, I hold on to my money or if I kind of, you know, I might need that at some point. So, again, that, that's walking uh, in, in fear. So we think we don't have enough or we feel like we have to hold on to. Here's the thing. Uh, what we don't have is not enough money. It's not enough faith. Let's be real honest about it. It's not a matter of money. It's a matter of faith. So, so how do we develop a heart for the house? How do we develop a heart for God's kingdom, um, for, for, for God's house? How, how do we develop a heart for ministry and for those in need? How do we develop this? All right, first, we've got to learn to give generously. Be generous. One of our core values here is generosity. We value generosity. We are blessed to be a blessing. Because of God's goodness, because of all that he has done for you, we're supposed to return that to everybody else around us, right? So generosity should be a driving force um, in the church, but oftentimes it's not. 2 Corinthians 9, 7 through 9 says, You must each decide in your heart how much to give. 
And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. Again, walking in that, that fear. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. And God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. As the scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Um, jumping up uh, again, it says their good deeds will be remembered forever. See, so God loves generosity and people will love generosity. God loves generosity and he'll work through you and show himself to others through your generosity, through your giving. We all know it's more blessed to give than it is to receive, right? We say that, especially to our kids now. We're getting into Christmas and they're making their, their Christmas list, right? And we, we, we tend to say that, but do we really believe that? It is more blessed to give than to receive. If you learn to cultivate a culture of generosity in your life, you're going to create a new cycle. It won't be a cycle of scarcity. Now it'll be a cycle of blessing. And again, not just so you can get more stuff or get more money. It, it'll be completely different. It will create a cycle of blessing in, in your life. This is who we are at TLC. This is, who we, this is what we do. We are generous people. We will give. We will give to those in need. We will give to those that are in need here in our church. We will give to those that are in need in our community. We will partner with schools. We partner with one right now. But as God cultivates generosity, as we walk in that obedience, we will give to more schools and partner with more schools. We will partner with our community. We will be a generous church. This is who we are. This is what we're going to do. You're welcome to join along with us and be a part of that. Um, you're welcome to do that. And I hope you will. I hope you'll get a heart for the house. So this is what God does, right? We give generously, but this is what God does with it. You ready? God multiplies abundantly. God multiplies abundantly. Listen to uh, 2 Corinthians 9, uh, 10 through 11. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources. Now, we love the shout about that. Come on. God, yeah, increase. Enlarge my territories, Lord. Increase my supply. Increase. Inc we, we will shout that all day long. Increase your resources and the produce and great harvest. Not of more stuff, but of generosity in you. It's right there in the Bible. Read it. Verse 11. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can have a bunch of stuff. Yes, you'll be enriched in every way so that, that, that your house can be so big and, and that you can have the, the nicest Cadillac out in, in the parking lot. Right? Verse 11, yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. So that you can always be generous. So that you don't have to walk in fear. You don't have to walk in this scarcity cycle, this scarcity mindset. You can always walk in blessing. And when... You take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. Look at that. When people are blessed, they will thank God. It's power. Generosity is, is powerful. Again, because the world doesn't understand it. Imagine always walking in blessing. Imagine what that feels like. Imagine what that, that looks like. And again, it's not what we think. It's not about just having more money or, or more stuff. Imagine what it is to walk in the blessings of God. Oh, to be, but we say it all the time. We say it. I'm too. Blessed to be stressed. And we, we say all those little cute things, and that's great if you are. But what does that really mean and look like if we're always to walk in blessing? It won't be the blessing that you think it is. The blessings will be faith. The 
faith will be increased. As you give more and as you trust God in this manner of giving and, and being generous, your faith is going to increase. You're going to draw closer to God than you ever were before. Your joy is going to be increased. There's going to be peace in your life. These are, this is blessing. This is what it means to, to walk in the blessings of God. Because here's the thing. It won't be about you. That, that would be a pressure lifted off of you because it won't be about you. It'll be about God and what he wants to do through you. And it'll be about others that he wants to reach. You need a new cycle maybe this morning. You need, you need, maybe you're walking in this scarcity cycle today. You need a new cycle. God supplies, right? God supplies. So then what, what, what we got to learn to do is, is give, right? God supplies. We give. God multiplies. It increases our faith, and then it repeats the cycle over. We get excited. It increases our faith. So what do we want to do? We want to give more. This is fun. This is, I want to get, I want to bless some people some more. And before you know it, you are cultivating a cycle and a culture of generosity in your life. Oftentimes what we do though, God supplies, we give, God multiplies. Ooh, I got extra in my bank account, right? I let, man, listen, if I have cash on me, which I rarely do, but if I have cash on me, it's going to get spent. It's going to get spent mostly on food, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not going to eat leftovers that day. I'm not going to eat a ham sandwich, right? I'm, I'm going down to Popeye's because we don't have Chick-fil-A. That's the only reason why. Don't calm down. Don't get triggered. I'm going to go down to Popeye's. Not for the chicken sandwich because they have a $5 box there. That's what I'm going for. $5, man. Come on. If I have money, I'm going to spend it. For a lot of us, it's that way. Especially if we don't budget. If we have extra, we're going to end up, oh, what can we do with this? And, it's, and, it's, and, and hear me out. I'm not saying it's wrong to have stuff. I'm not, I'm not saying it's wrong to have money. I'm not, I'm, you, you should treat yourself sometimes. It's okay. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. But, but we should be able to do that but also be generous at the same time. we got to learn to do that. And if we do it right, it works out. God supplies. We give. God multiplies. It increases our faith. And we give more. When God calls you to give, we have to learn to give, to be obedient, and not hold on, not walk in fear, not walk in what we think may happen, so i got to hold on to that, or not think, I can't afford to tie this week, because if you can't afford to tie now, you never will be. And, 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 and so we have to learn, when God calls us to give, we got to give and be crazy generous when we do that. Here's what's going to break that sky cycle of scarcity. You ready for this? Um, tithing breaks that cycle of scarcity. And it will create that new cycle of supply in your life. So what, what is that? Many of you may know, but maybe not. Uh, the first 10% of everything you receive, that belongs to God. That, that's the tithe. That belongs to God. And we give that. And what we do, and I love how God works, is, is what we surrender to God, he redeems. So you give your heart to God, your life is redeemed, right? So it's the same way in our finances. If you will surrender and give God uh, that 10%, he will redeem the rest. And God will do more with your 90% than you will do with your 100% on your own. Ask anybody in this room. Tithe breaks the cycle of scarcity. So here's, here's the power of the tithe. Here's what it is. Tithing teaches us to put God first. Tithing teaches us to put God first. That's the order. And you're budgeting as you're divvying it out. You know, Netflix here, now Disney Plus, right, and... 
which is amazing, by the way. We're on a free trial still, so just don't, don't think anything of it. But, um, but you know, we, we add all this stuff that we like and that we want, and then it's like, oh, can we tithe this week? And that's, that's out of balance. And then we wonder why we're walking in that scarcity cycle or why we feel like we never have enough or why we want to be generous, but we can't seem to do that. God first. 10% of tithe first. And again, if there's a tension in your, in your heart, you're uneasy in your seat right now, God may be wanting to, to, to teach you some things this morning. So don't get mad at me. Deuteronomy 14, 23, the purpose of tithing is to teach you to always put God first in your life. It's not just about your finances. It's just simply about trusting God with your life. And money is the number one thing in contention with our hearts. For those of you who are feeling that tension, that's what, that's what I'm talking about right now. So, so maybe you're having some questions and maybe you're having some, that tension in the room and it's like, oh, pastor, man, for me to do that, I got to rearrange my whole life. Yeah, that's what Jesus does. When you allow Jesus into your life, when you surrender to him, yeah, he rearranges your life. You are changed. That's what Jesus does. It's not going to be comfortable, right? Pastor, no, no, you're teaching on this. I would have to give something up. Yes, that's what Jesus does. He's going to call you out of comfort. Our Christian walk, everybody thinks it's all daisies and roses, and Jesus is this like hippie guy that just like peace, man. And, and, and you know, the, the Christian walk is not comfortable. And it never was promised that in the Bible. We're going to face hard times, we're going to face tough days sometimes, but we still give our life to Jesus. He calls us out of comfort. Pastor, this is going to stretch me, this is going to stretch my faith. That's the point. That's the point. And it takes faith first to give. It doesn't take faith once you've got the cycle going and you're giving and it's awesome and, and you're walking. It doesn't take faith to do that. It's that first step. It's that first, that, that, it's in it hurry. It's like, oh my gosh, I know, man, I've got bills that are coming this week. Christmas is coming. But I got to do it. And that first step of faith, that it's, it, it hurt and it's difficult and it takes faith. To do that. But once you're in that cycle, it, it becomes easier and, and, and it catches and, and, and it's exciting and God moves and people are blessed and the world changes. Tithing teaches us to put God first. Uh, the next thing that tithing does is tithing builds our faith. Tithing builds our, our faith. Malachi 3, 10 through 11, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. The day there may be food in my house, test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will be not room enough to store it. He's saying, man, give me your first and your best. I'll bless the rest. In fact, if you don't tithe, I would, I'll, I'll give you, do a three-month test. Test God in this. I'll even give you your money back if it doesn't work. Board members, don't. Frank, take it easy. Okay, trust me, okay? I'm serious. If you don't tithe, and, and you would just man, see it, watch it work. Watch what God will do in your life. And if, if it don't work, I'll give you your money back. Right? It will. It works. Trust me, there's people on this room that will tell you it works. Again, God will do more than the 90. And what you'll do with the 100 by yourself. It's just like doing push-ups. Right? I'm not going to expect you to come up and I'm going to say, hey, man, do 100 push-ups. Maybe there's someone in the room that can do that. I can't. Not in one sitting. i got to take a break. And get a drink of water. 
man, I'll tell you, come on, do 100 push-ups. And man, if you don't do push-ups, it's not going to work. I'd say you come up and do 10, that might be better. And then, hey, work on it this week, and, and we'll see how many you can do next week. Right? you got, you got to work into that. So, so yeah, do, test God in it, three months. I, I would even say this. If you don't tithe, if you're not used to tithing, give what you can right now and begin to work in that and, and, and begin to trust God with that. But it works. It works. For Haley and I, um, since we've been married, we have tithed. We have always tied. There's been some tight months. There's been times when it was it was paycheck to paycheck throughout our 10 years of marital bliss. But there's been some tight, difficult times. There's been a time when I was out of work. Uh, there's a myth, and many people think that, you know, Haley's a teacher, and they think, well, teachers get paid for the summer, but they don't. She works out her paycheck, and they take a little bit out of it each month so that she can have something during the summer, and it just spreads it out. But there's been some times at the end of that summer where it was like, like you didn't get a paycheck. Just the way it worked. And so there were very difficult times, but we always trusted God. I'm not trying to toot my horn here. I'm just telling you it works. And we trusted God. And, 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 we get, and there were times when God would show up and it would just blow our minds. There will be times when we looked at our budget and said, I don't know how this is going to work. We've got more money going out. And we do come in, we, we have student loans, and we've got this and that, and I just, I don't know how this is going to work, but it worked. There have been times when, when, when someone would just bless us out of the blue, and it was just exactly what we need. And many of you in the room have experienced that in your life before, because it works. It works. Tithing works. You put your trust in God with it. It will build your faith. And then number three, tithing provides for ministry. It provides for ministry. Malachi. Uh, Malachi 3.10, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. We bring the tithe in so that we can do ministry, so that we can reach people. This is what we do. This is the culture of this church and the history of this church. We are leading people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. That's what we do. We want people to experience the life-changing power of Jesus. It started way back in the 50s. Pastor Josie Harrell, when she felt called to start this church, even before there was a building, there was ministry being done. This church was birthed in a miracle. Many of you know the story, but maybe if, if you don't, uh, there, there was uh, uh, Miss Josie Harrell felt called to plant a church right here. And there was cornfield right here at the time and so she went to the farmer and asked if, if she could have some of the land but but he wasn't uh so reluctant to release that and so she asked is there anything that i can pray for you about and he said actually yeah my wife is very ill very sick and, and she's bedridden it doesn't look very good so she goes and prays for his wife and she is healed and at that point he's like listen you can have whatever you need <laughs> this church was birthed in a miracle, so they begin to, to clear the land. And as they're clearing the land, as they're clearing the corn, uh, a man is going by. They're on the way to the hospital. His wife had been bitten by a snake. And, and the men stop. In fact, it was it's Sister Josie's um, husband that was one of the ones doing it. They stopped um, clearing the land to pray for this woman, and she was healed. Bef even before there's a building. Even, and, and then when they started the church, they started with tent revivals. 
It started with tent. There, there wasn't even a, a building yet, an establishment, but there, there, there was a, a tent revival uh, going on. And in that revival, there, there was a great storm that come up. It blew the tent, and the district had to come in and, and supply another tent. But over eight weeks of revival, not three days, not a weekend conference, Eight weeks of revival, eight weeks of people seeking after God. Fifty people gave their life to Jesus before a building was even erected. Before there was anything, people were getting saved right here on this property. Miracles were happening right, and that's what it's all about. You can get it twisted and get in your feels. You can take the bait of Satan if you want to this morning and say, oh, the church just wants my money. But that's not true. In fact, the church is the only place that doesn't want your money. But I'm, I'm what I'm trying to teach you is to trust God with your finances and trust God in this area of giving. Why? Because we want to reach people for him. We want to change this world. We want to change this city. We want to change this community. We want to change Dover and Sefner and, 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 and Duran and, and Plant City. We want to change our community for Jesus. We are not just giving to brick and mortar. We are investing in people's lives. We are investing in the kingdom of God. And that's what has always gone on here at Transforming Life. When it was Turkey Creek Assembly, when it was Transforming Life Ministries, now as it is Transforming Life Church, we are going to continue to reach people for Jesus. Since that tent was put up, hundreds of lives have been changed by the power of God right here on this property. Many of you in this room, your life has been touched and changed by God right here. On the, We will continue to see lives touched and changed by God. And it will happen through our generosity. It will happen through our generosity. Last year alone, we saw 22 people give their life to Christ. Last Christmas joy, over 300 students were given gifts for Christmas. Six families were blessed with gifts and groceries. We're getting ready for that again, so get ready. It's coming. Just a few weeks, we're going to have our wrapping party. You'll see that in the worship guide in the next couple weeks. We were able to build two homes this past summer in Guatemala. One of those homes was supplied because of our kids' crusade, and our kids gave $1,800 in our kids' crusade. I'm telling you, if you'll teach your kids generosity, they'll get it, and they'll walk in the blessings of God. And we will see lives touched and changed by the next generation. God is moving. God is touching lives. Will you be a part of that? Over the next couple weeks, you're going to hear stories. We're going to share stories of, of people that have come through. And maybe even if you're willing, if you've got a testimony of how, how this church has really blessed your life, come and find me and, and we, we might shoot a video of that. But, but over the next couple weeks, you're going to hear stories of what God has done in people's lives over the years that, that their lives have been touched and changed right here on this property. Life change happens here. It has always been that way it will continue to be that way your life in this room has been impacted and as you receive we have to learn to give whether that's money whether that's your time and you serve in the church whether that's you sharing your story with people around you so that they can hear the goodness of God but when we receive we have to learn to give this is what we do worship team you guys can come up we are generous the church should be the most generous people on the face of the planet. Waitresses should not loathe church getting out on Sunday afternoon because they get stiffed on their tips. We should be the most generous people on the face of the planet. Why? 
because it's powerful. Generosity is powerful. It will help change people's lives. It will show people who God is through you. We give. God multiplies. God builds our faith, so we give more. It's a cycle of blessing, and God wants you to be a part. Are you going to be a part of that with us? Are you going to develop a heart for the house? Maybe you felt like you did, but now you feel God is wanting to stir you even more to be generous. Maybe there needs to be a shift in your life when it comes to giving. Maybe there needs to be a shift in in your heart with maybe the way your finances are. We can help you with that. But the very first thing we got to learn to do is to put God first. To trust Him with our life. To trust Him with our finances. To give. It starts with the tithe. Generosity goes beyond that. As God stirs that within us, we learn to be obedient, to not walk in fear. Because we don't lack anything. Because God supplies all of our needs according to his riches and glory. Will you stand up with me this morning? Are you living in scarcity today? Are you living in that cycle? Does that need to be changed in your life? Are you part of that cycle? Are you a consumer or are you a contributor? Several projects around the church that we want to do. There's a lot more ministry that we want to do outside. I told you we we partner with one school already. I'd love to add some more schools to that. And we can as we give more. There's two schools right down the road from us that I'd love to be able to connect with and partner with and do some things for. As we give, we'll be able to do more. As we're more generous, we'll be able to do more ministry. We give to missions, and there's many of you in the room that sponsor missionaries. I want to be able to sponsor more uh, more missionaries so that we can reach more people globally around the world. There's U.S. missionaries. There's a guy in Ocala right now I would love to pick up and sponsor because he's doing an incredible work up there. His name is Dave Houck, and he's doing some incredible things there in the Ocala National Forest. I'd love to be able to partner with him. But as we are generous, we can do more. go on more mission trips. Right now we're looking at a trip to Honduras. All the details are not set up just yet. But next summer we're, we're going to go on a mission trip. We want to do more. We, wanna, we only built two houses in Guatemala. What if we went back and were able to build five? What, what could we do if we would come together and be generous as God calls us to be generous? What could we do? How many lives could be touched? How many lives could be changed through our generosity. Some of the projects that we want to do around the church, we want to redo our foyer, put some nice uh, vinyl VCT down, so, you know, because Miss Barbara does an amazing, you enjoy the biscuits and gravy this morning, you guys enjoyed that, right? Right? Uh, You enjoy the coffee that we have. We want to be able to put some new flooring out there, something that will take your spills a little bit better, (laughs) you know, not carpet. We want to be able to do that. We want to work on that cafe, make it a little bit bigger, right? And I know that's, that's a trivial thing. We don't need that for God to move. But man, if you'll notice on Sunday, there's a lot of people hanging out out there and talking and building relationships. And that's very important. That's the family culture that we want to cultivate here. There might be ministry happening out there. There may be people spilling their guts, spilling all their, their, their issues out there before they even come into the room. And that, that's an important 
part of our building. We want to be able to redo that. We want to paint everything. There, there's just things that haven't been updated in a very long time that we want to update. And there's some equipment that needs to be updated. There's just different things that we want to we, we want, want to paint the outside. We want to paint the inside. But just all that costs money. The youth group, they need new carpet in there. It's been used by so many different ministries over the years. They need new carpet. There's just so many things that we want to do, but it takes money to do that. I'm not begging you for money. I'm just encouraging you to follow God's obedience or follow, be obedient to God's calling in your life as we are generous, as we are giving. So in the next couple weeks, starting today, if you would give, first give your tithe, honor God, put God first in your tithe. But if you would give above and beyond that, give above and beyond that, you would be generous over the next three weeks if you would be generous you would give a little extra each week maybe you're in the room and you're feeling like pastor i don't really feel i can give it if you can only give five dollars your five dollars together with this person's a hundred dollars and that person's a hundred and this person's fifty and that person when we come to you may not be able to do a whole lot but together we can do a lot so don't feel that way don't feel like hey i don't feel together we can do a lot things for God's kingdom and it's about again it's not just about the building it's not just about brick and mortar it's about advancing the kingdom of God so if you bow your heads and close your eyes this morning uh, we're going to worship for just a moment and then we're going to ask the ushers to go out and take up an offering if you would again give your tithe first but then if you would be so willing and so able and so generous today if you would give above and beyond that, as you do that, designate that to Heart for the House on your tithing envelope. You can, you can text give. You can also give online. Just designate it. It'll say heart, number four, and house, all one word. You can designate that through text and online. But if you would be generous, if you would give above and beyond the tithe today, give to this so that, again, we can do some projects around the church, but then also do more ministry moving forward into the new year. I pray that God would stir in you this morning. Pray about it. Come on, we're going to worship together. I want you to pray. I want you to seek God. Ask God. Ask Him this morning. God, what should I give? God, give me a heart for the house. Don't let me walk in fear right now, God. Stir my heart. Speak to my heart. What, what could I give this morning, God? And it might stretch you a little bit. It might hurt. That's what sacrificial giving does. But what is it? What, how would God move your heart this morning? Come on, can we worship for a few moments as you seek God, as you pray, and allow Him to speak to your heart? Come on, let's worship. Hey, thanks for tuning in this week. If you'd like more info about our church, if you'd like to make a donation to our ministry here at Transforming Life, go to www.tlchurchpc.com. If you haven't been to our church yet, we would love to meet you. Come by for a life-changing experience. God bless.